What parts of your personality limit you the most, frustrate you the most, hold you back from expressing yourself the most? You never chose those. You never chose anxiety. You never chose to doubt yourself. You never chose to you know, be a people pleaser. You never chose to doubt your worthiness. You never chose to assume the worst. Like These are all things that just kind of happen, right? They just kind of emerge from somewhere in our internal world and we go, this is just my air quote personality. These are just my air quote traits. Maybe it's a genetic thing, whatever. And conscious neuroplastic mediation is the scientifically repeated and proven process that A, you never chose those. They're not who you are. They're something that you practice unconsciously and B, they're optional. Like you can, you can change them. You can change them. And what, what kind of value does that bring into your life? What kind of value does that bring into your relationships? What kind of value does that bring into how you treat yourself, how you treat your, you know, your business or your profession, right? It really is limitless. That's Julian Rosen. And this is episode 340 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it, because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually, because if you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. This episode is brought to you by my friends, your friends at Cured. They live in Colorado. They make this organically farmed, 100% organically farmed, full spectrum hemp. If you've been dealing with elbow issues or joint pain or digestion, or like a lot of us right now, with the world being in utter chaos, it really is, but the light is coming. That's a whole different conversation. We're talking about how to calm down. How do we calm down? There's many tools. My favorite, one of my favorite tools is CBD. Not just for nighttime calm, but also for taking care of my gut health. I notice when I take the cured full spectrum organic hemp, I put it under my tongue for 60 seconds, then I swallow it. About 20 minutes later, I get this like warm kind of fuzzy feeling like I'm being held by a grandmother in my stomach. That's what feels good to me. And I also like how it feels when I sleep. If you've been having trouble sleeping, if you've been dealing with anxiety right now, like so many people, give Cured a test drive. They're going to give you a huge savings. You get 15% off at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. 15% off of all your CBD products, wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Make sure you use the code wellnessforce. Share that with as many people as you can. Wellnessforce is the code to save 15% off at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. They hook up the show, by the way. They're part of why this podcast exists. So make sure that if you're already looking for quality organically farmed CBD, you hook up our friends at Cured because they're hooking you up too. Now let's get into the podcast. What's good, my friend? Welcome to the show. It's Josh Trent. And today we are collectively taking a deep breath. Not just because it feels good to breathe, but because if we can breathe, then we can choose. It's tattooed on my arm. It's a part of who we are as human beings. Now, if we can harness this power of breathing, this de-stresses our mind. It calms our mind. And that is actually what builds true immunity. Everyone I know in some way or another has felt the fear dragon come up from the fear-based media agenda around viruses. Well, if you're here with Wellness Force, you align with our values, you know that your health, your immunity is in your hands, not the media, not the CDC, not by wearing a mask with your nose sticking out, not by not going to the beach or not taking a walk on the sidewalk or staying out of the sun. Real health is built from the inside out. So if you've been experiencing stress lately, or if you'd like to build your immune system, I built you a gift. It took me three months to do it. It's my free gift to you. Go to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. It's a seven day guided breathwork challenge, as well as six science-based research practices that'll allow you to start your day so that you will conquer it and you will not become a victim to fear. Go to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. It's there for you to learn how to use your breath to calm your mind and to build your immunity so you can be stronger and you can have health from the inside out. Now, speaking of immunity, today's guest is building mental immunity. He's gonna share with us how we can keep from being infected by the fear virus. This is my friend and powerhouse podcast guest, Julian Rosen. Now we're talking about conscious neuroplastic mediation, which is a fascinating subject. We did a Facebook Live on this. This is gonna truly empower you today. This 
awareness of how our brain works. I know a lot of concepts when it comes to our brain can be kind of neck up, neuroplasticity, reframing our thoughts. They can be a little sciencey, a little heady. You know what I mean? But this episode, I promise you, will connect your head to your heart your physical and emotional intelligence, that by the time you're done hearing Julian's wisdom, you'll understand the laws of consciousness, what conscious neuroplastic mediation is and how it actually changes the brain, how to redirect our fear, how we can stop acting from this place of reaction and exercise our personal power to direct that fear so that we can act from love instead. Now, I don't care if you're a spiritual person or if you're a logical person, Julian coaches people across the planet. He knows how to speak your language, right? Wherever you are on your consciousness journey. We also talk about the loss of his mother and how trauma can masterfully shape us and we can actually serve from our deepest wound. We explore the spiritual quotient and the true difference between knowing and doing. So if you yourself are dealing with imposter syndrome or the incessant monkey mind voices, you know, the ones that won't shut up when you're like trying to complete something, a project or an assignment, the ones that take you down to procrastination town. Well, this episode is for you. And let me ask you a huge favor. If you get value from this podcast, please share it with somebody you care about right now. If you're loving these free priceless episodes, you're getting value from them. It's helping you in your life. Please leave us a five-star review right now on iTunes. You can go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review, or you can simply just tap your podcast app. Leave us your review right there. You can also tap the show notes. Here's why. You not only get 90 days of Organifi, you get to be entered to win 90 days of Organifi, the green, the gold, the red, but you also flex your power to speak your truth, what you believe I read all these reviews personally. They mean so much to me and our entire team. And the big deal is that your voice attracts other people to wellness force. So we can keep sharing physical and emotional intelligence with the world, which I don't know about you, but I feel like this is the most important thing we all need right now, the intelligence and the connection to it. So let's drop in with the one and only Julian Rosen. What's going on, Julian? Welcome to wellness force, man. Thank you for coming on the show, but it's not a show. It's real life. It is real life, man. I've been looking forward to this for months. As you, you know, we were just talking about that before we went live. Like this has been a long cosmic recipe in the making. It has been, man. And I want to give a loving shout out to um, Vanessa because, you know, she really connected us. And there's a lot of people and places and energy that have put us together for this conversation. And I have to say the title, the understanding of what's really happening here. Can you share with us what this actually is, this conscious neuroplastic meditation, mediation, however you want to describe it? It's something that I hadn't heard before. And so when you explained it to me, I thought, okay, we all know that the brain hates to change, but there's some deep science behind this. And honestly, the timing of it with everything that's going on in our world right now is perfect, man. So let's let's just start with that. Let's just start with what that actually is, what you're all about, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So really, you know, conscious neuroplastic Mediation is a framework for changing the brain almost in an architect type way, like a a customization type way. And really the it came from this place of you never chose how your brain was wired. You never chose, think about, and this goes for anybody listening, myself included, right? These are all questions that I are insanely valuable to ask yourself. What parts of your personality limit you the most, frustrate you the most, hold you back from expressing yourself the most? You never chose those. You never chose anxiety. You never chose to doubt yourself. You never chose to you know, be a people pleaser. You never chose to doubt your worthiness. You never chose to assume the worst. Like These are all things that just kind of happen, right? They just kind of emerge from somewhere in our internal world and we go, man, this has happened so many times. This is just my air quote personality. These are just my air quote traits. Maybe it's a genetic thing, whatever. And conscious neuroplastic mediation is the scientifically repeated and proven process that, A, you never chose those. They're not who you are. They're something that you practice unconsciously. And B, they're optional. Like you can can change them. You can change them. And what, what kind of value does that bring into your life? What kind of value does that bring into your relationships? What kind of value does that bring into how you treat yourself, how you treat your, you know, your business or your profession, right? Like 
it really is limitless. Yeah, I it love really this because limitless. I th- I even think about the term conscious. How yeah. many things are running below the water? How many things mm-hmm. are unconscious? And like so many things that you preach about, man, you have this this brand, this knowing that people understand from you, and it's like living a fearless life, the Fearless Life Project. And Correct. one of the things that I thought was so fascinating when I started digging into your work was, you know, it's not that like when you're fearless, you don't experience the feeling of fear which I think Mm -hmm. has a big corollary to what conscious neuroplastic mediation might even be. But all of us right now, I just want to go to it because you and I were talking about this before we turn on the red button. There's a lot of fear in the field right now. So how do we approach that with this lens of consciousness? Maybe it's conscious neuroplastic mediation. Um, Maybe it's just a higher level of thinking. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but you work with a lot of people across the world. So how are you approaching the time we're in practically without bypassing it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also to go back to something we said before the red button, the rules don't change. The universal laws that that build and weave and orchestrate everything to perfection, they don't change just because there's something uneasy going on out there, right? And so when we talk about the laws of consciousness, you know, whether you want to look at these as spiritual principles or just literally quantum principles of the building blocks of reality, cause and effect. Oneness, right? You and me are the same thing. You zoom in on you, you zoom in on me. We're just energy dancing on this fabric. So is the space between you and the screen. So are the vibrations being created by my voice going into my microphone, coming out of your speakers, into your ear, being converted into chemical energy in your brain that you break down into symbols. It's just all energy. And this is something that I have lived by literally since, you know, when I lost my mom to breast cancer, that's what truly woke me up. I was 23 years old and I went to this dark depression and a ton of suffering, a ton of suffering because I was like, how could life do this to me? I had such a great relationship with life. Why would it do this to me? Why would it do this to me? Why would it single me out and do bad things to me? And that put me on this journey of consciousness because as a 23 year old, I was anything but conscious. Um, I was just doing regular 23 year old stuff, right? I was like, kind of a knucklehead, but whatever. And here I am seven years later and I look back and I look at like, life wasn't singling me out and being mean to me. It it was waking me up. It was actually moving me in a direction where I could step into a fuller expression of life. And if my mom's energy and my mom's consciousness aren't tied to her mind body, which is what my ego thought, well, then I didn't even really lose the essence and consciousness of my mom and the connection to her. And this is ingrained deeper than ever after my ayahuasca work two weeks ago. All of this was just blanketed clearly on Mm -hmm. my consciousness. It seems like beautiful, dude, beautiful, beautiful work. But um, so please, you know, for someone out there, Who's like, how how can we trust that something bigger is orchestrating this? How can we trust that this is actually for the good and betterment of life is, A, I've walked through it personally, even something as gnarly and painful. And, you know, at a certain point I wanted, I didn't want to be alive anymore when I was going through this, this loss and this grief. I can look back on it and look at you directly without stuttering or without doubting myself and say it it had to happen and it happened for good. It happened for good. It happened to wake me up, to bring me into purpose. And actually, I never really lost the essence of my mom. I never lost what she is. She's still actually here. So I'm having my cake and and I'm eating it too. And so really the essence of what I'm saying is life supports life. There can be no other way. If we're all the same thing, if we're all the same energy dancing on the same quantum field that, that, that weaves us all together, this life force can't, can't work invertedly upon itself or there would be atomic collapse. Like everything would just collapse into a black hole if infinity divided itself and worked against itself. And so that is the knowing I bring into every day that even though my five senses can't see it yet, come on, man, my five senses don't see the whole picture and neither do yours. So there's this trust in something bigger, but I just, with my clients, with my business partners, with people freaking out in the market, with my sisters, like I just say like, Life force can only support life force. Life force is like a river that only flows in one direction. So this is no different. This is no different. And life force can be directed as well because just like water in a river or a man-made dam, that water can be channeled and controlled for higher good or for darker energies. So Mm -hmm. I – 
totally agree. And I love what you're saying. I love your perspective, actually, because it just brings me right back to moments that I've had like that. And I think um, your perspective is really refreshing. I think people really need it right now. And can you speak, though, to where people are in that state of fear? Yeah. You know, they're paralyzed. Maybe they're kind of being a slave almost to their biology. Yeah. And um, let's speak to them right there where they are, because here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people acting from fear. I'm seeing people act from a shortness of breath and I'm seeing people think about what they should be doing next instead of pausing to allow the answer to come in. Yeah. So. Correct. Correct. And a, if you are acting from that place, show yourself some compassion. Like that's what your nervous system through millions of years of, of evolutionary psychology was designed to do. So yes. if, if you've been in that place, cool. Like, Human brain doing human brain stuff. It's not your fault. But you do have the opportunity to exercise your personal power to redirect it. And you're absolutely right. There's, And we were talking about this earlier as well. You're, we're conditioned from a very young age. If you're not worrying, you're irresponsible. And we don't want to be irresponsible. We want to be good grownups. We want to be good adults. So we better worry. We better get all the toilet paper. Fuck the next guy, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the, the thinking that we automatically go to. Um, and so part of it, we feel this obligation to worry. We feel this obligation to, quote unquote, stay informed. And our only sources of information are obviously skewing some things, right? Like that's just how the news works. It's there to sell views to advertisers. So they're going to spin things to get more views. But if that's where you're at, breathe. You're right. Breathe some compassion all over yourself because it's just there's this perfect recipe right now for chaos where fear insecurity, us versus them. It's so easy to slide into that and feel validated for it and be like, well, look, look at people being crazy. I I need to be crazy too. I need to, I need to protect what's mine. I need to, you know, I need to uh, protect the unit, screw all the other units out there. That's that, you know, that us versus them mentality that is, that is, can take over our methodology and our neurology as well. And so for the person there, my one big question is, What are you gaining by letting this fear-based infatuation with what's next steal your power in the moment? What are you gaining? And I think if you sit with it long enough, we're losing the non-refundable now. And that's all we'll ever have. We're losing the non-refundable now. And so, like you said, like it's pulling people away from their breath. Like if you look at people like waiting in line at the store, you're like, Homing, exhale, man. Like you haven't, you haven't breathed. And so I've been, I've been like joking with the people that I, you know, check out groceries with, or just, just to get them out of that headspace. It's like the shortness of breath that I think most people feel in their stomach, you know, that, that in itself is a way that can unlock people to even receiving what you're saying. Cause I'll be honest, a lot of people are going to see this or hear this and they're going to say, Julian's really woke and Julian has a high level of awareness and consciousness, but like potentially they might not be there. You know, they might be kind of stuck in another loop. True, true. And I'll always go back to the fact that fundamentally you and I are the same. You and I, Josh, are the same. You and the person uh, who may still find themselves in this place of fear, we're the same. We all have the same nervous system. We all have the same chemicals running through our body. We all have the same uh, influence on those things. We all do. We are a walking pharmacy. We are epigenetics. It's just a scientific fact at this point. It's a biological fact. We control it. We control it. And so the thing that I want to encourage everybody out there listening to is there's a greater being within you experiencing all of this. Breathe and experience yourself experiencing the fear. Don't be the experience. Observe the experience, right? Like hear all of these fear-based us versus them thoughts going through your psyche and your consciousness. There has to be something greater within you hearing the thoughts being thunk, right? That is the eternal observer. That is the real you. That has never left and it will never leave. It's kind of, I use the example, it's like your belly button. Like your belly button never left, but like how often do you forget that you have a belly button sure, until sure, someone sure. reminds you? Unless there's some lint right? in there, you know, we're like cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Or you had a, you know, you had an Audi, and a, you know, one of my buddies doesn't have one. So yes, that doesn't yes. work with him. Um, but 
that power and that presence has never left. It will never leave you. It will accompany you till the day you take your last breath. But it's us believing the illusion that we're not it. Yeah. That is the lie that, that really draws us in this place. So to the person in that space still of fear saying like, dude, I just can't shake this. I just can't shake this. Experience your mind and body experiencing the struggle of I can't shake this because you're not even the struggle, right? Like yeah. you're not even the struggle. You're not the fear. It's all happening on this on this movie screen of your consciousness. And as long as you remember you're observing it, there's just – even if it's a millimeter, there's space between you and it. There's space between you and it. And that psychic space is all you need to remember you are you. You are supported. You are seen. You are connected. And that's all I've been living on these past like two to three weeks is just mm. that. And it's really like without fringing, it's been enough for me. What do you think you learned the most from your mom leaving the planet? Yeah. So for the listeners out there, uh, two weekends ago, I went into the mountains of, of central Mexico to do some deep, deep ayahuasca work. And ayahuasca is one of those plant medicines where it will show you exactly what you ask. Um, even if it has to walk you through some really horrible things to get you to that light. Right. And so, um, I had a very specific intention of, you know, even all of the work I've done on myself and, and all the work I've done to heal others, I've still have felt this heaviness on my heart. And in that heaviness comes judgment of myself or others. And it's something that like, I was hyper aware of it, but like it would just fire off automatically. And I was mm. like, man, this is really ruining my experience here. So I want to know where that comes from and I want it to be gone. And so I take that into my intention with the ayahuasca and the ayahuasca shows me, right? You have a shield over your heart because it's fucking broken. It broke when you lost your mom because you, my mom was my source of love, man. And so when I put her in the ground, subconsciously, this love went down. Right. And so I was like, well, if, if love is gone, I need a shield over my heart because um, now it's really vulnerable. And it literally was just slashed and smashed, dude. And um, and so during the ayahuasca work, uh, one of the energy workers was like, you need to come to the altar in the middle. You have a shield over your heart. And I like, are you ready to let it go? I can't do it for you. I need your consent. And so through Reiki and all this stuff, boom, he pulls the shield off my heart. And I come face to face with the fact that, yeah, like I've been in – I've had this little – distancing this little fear-based shield ever since I lost my mom. And so ayahuasca was like, are you, are you ready to see the truth? And so, dude, I literally had to replay my mom's death. I don't know, maybe 12 times in my head, 15 times in my head. Wow. Like it was brutal. The person, you know, helping me through this was like, you cried, you weeped and sobbed for five hours. I was like, yeah, man, because of what I was seeing. But eventually after seeing this loop, I saw my mom and I heard her voice. She's like, Julian, come on, you don't get it. I was like, what? You got to show me. This is brutal. She's like, she's like, I'm the moon, man. I'm everything. Like I'm the moon and I'm the light and, and everything that the light touches is me. And I'm just sharing my well-being with you. Like, you know, you know, I'm not just that the skin and bones they put in the ground. Come on. And I was like, you're so right. You're so right. And did then you see her face. Like, did you actually, oh, dude, I saw her face. And, you know, she's like, stop doing this. Come dance with me. And we danced, dude. We danced for hours. We danced at my wedding. Like all these things I never got to do with her. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, while this is all going on, there's people around you singing hymns, right? There's people around you singing these really powerful hymns. And they're all in Portuguese because they're from Brazil. Uh, but, but I had a translator. I had a book translating. And literally, I kept seeing my mom turn into the moon and the moon shine everywhere. And then I come back to consciousness. The song they're singing is... I give thanks to the moon because wherever her light is, I am. And she gives me her well-being everywhere. Like that was the translation. I was like, how whacked out is that? That I wow. kept seeing my mom be the moon. And so um, all of this to say that I'm now more certain than ever that when she left the planet at some earlier point in time, my soul and her soul were like, all right, this is what has to happen so that I can wake up. And you'll never actually leave me. I'll just believe the illusion that you left for a couple of years and then we'll link back up and we'll, you know, we'll really achieve this, this deep level of life and fulfillment that, you know, unless you, you went through the illusion of losing me, you never could have had. And that's where I'm at today. And that's where, um, you know, I, again, like during this time of uncertainty and fear, I'm just like, 
man, if something as crazy and painful as that was to wake me up and bring me to a better, stronger, higher, lighter place of love, like whatever's going on now with the market and with security and with our way of life and, you know, it can't be bad. It can't be a call away from consciousness. That's just not how it works. I just want to give a moment for that to land because I was like there with you the way you described that. Um, just seeing and feeling that. And, and it was like, I was in the ceremony with you. Like, that's how strongly I can feel it from you. And I, and the question that immediately surfaced for me was, what do you think it did for service to you? Like, how does it serve you that she's no longer here? Cause so many people, Julian, so many people deal with this where they're young and they're in that development curve or they just, you know, miss their loved ones that aren't here anymore, yeah. you know, but what, what served you about that? Like, how is it of service? Yeah, dude, that's a powerful question, man. And a beautiful one too. Cause, um, it's easy to get into that mindset of, again, like embody the ego and yeah. I, Julian had my mom taken from me. How dare God universe do that to me? Why did, you know, why do other people get their moms and I don't write it? It's just a lose, lose game. And so in terms of how it has served me is one, I don't want to call it a sense of, of urgency, but definitely a sense of there is no later. It's always now. So why the hell would you wait if there's a call on your heart? Right. And so I guess you can call it urgency, but not like the panicked kind, like, oh my God, I gotta yeah. do this, I gotta do this. But just like this, this straightforward call to call to heart led action, like, dude, it's only gonna be now. Even if you wait 10 years, you're just that's just the illusion of time going by. It's still always now. Let's do stuff now. And so the if you look kind of like at the trajectory of my life until she died, it was kind of like this linear line, not doing much. And then when she died, it kind of took a dip. And then this this per, this parabolic curve to the moon, like yeah. zoom, shot right up. Yeah. And so as far as how it served me specifically, A, it woke me up. B, it 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 allowed me to leap, it allowed me to step into the fact that I'm not the center of this universe, right? Like I am a I'm a co-creator with something bigger and I'm here to serve. Like I it just I I always had that whisper, I'm here to serve. But when she died, it's like, dude, you're here to serve. Like, mm. stop pretending you're not here to serve because you're here to serve. It doesn't matter if you're 23 and you're knucklehead, oh. like you're here to serve. Yeah. Um, so that is obviously a, a, a gift where the value cannot be measured in, in human currency, right? Like it's just, dude, this is so, there's so much there. And I just want to honor the fact that you've done this work and you lead people to do their own unique individual work whether it's through a specific tool that you have, like the conscious neuroplastic mediation, but also just your intentionality and your ability to hold all these things like fear and anger and frustration and sadness, and then come out and extract that gem, that piece of wisdom where it's like, oh, it happened because I'm here to serve. Like that's way different of a narrative than so many people that preach the good vibes only or the spiritually bypassing stuff, right? And that's a plague of its own. So as you navigate this world of having people that are in fear, they're creating things, you know, maybe they're, they're stuck in loops. How have you used your own life and your own story with your clients? Like, do you share that deeply with them? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and I, one of the first things I have them do is, is, you know, sometimes it's really direct and sometimes it's a little more subtle based on where they're at and their temperament. But I'm like, hey, take off the fucking mask. I'm here to serve you. And I can't until you show me who you are. Right. Show me who you are. Show me the nasty stuff. Show me the show me the scar. Show me the pain. Show me the addiction. Show me the, you know, show me the thing that you're, you're so you're this this shame burden you've carried in a book back of bricks in a backpack of bricks for years. Like, show me the worst thing that's happened to you and I'll show you how it's the best thing that's happened to you. And a lot of people like my dude, one of my clients, he lost his daughter two years ago. Like, and, and I have so much love and respect for this man. Cause like, hmm. you know, I can speak about seven years have passed and I've grown tremendously. This dude is two years out of the gate and you know, he started a podcast called my journey to hope. And, and literally he just talks about the pain and how he, you know, how it's, it's, it's not, it's not needless suffering. There's, there's purpose behind it. Right. And, and so Really, I'll be like, listen, I'll be very upfront. 
I get you, you, you perceive that what you're going through is this huge problem, but life is literally just handing you a dumbbell. Like it literally is like if, if you're at this higher level of consciousness, problems literally do not exist. There is opportunities to surrender and opportunities to expand, but there really isn't this life singling you out because you're defective and you deserve it. That just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And so using my story to say, listen, like I'm not just some guy who, you know, who read a bunch of uh, yeah. Deepak Chopra books and I'm going to say this to you. Like I've been to that point. I've been to that point where I was like, it's better if I, if I'm not alive anymore. Like I've been to that level of pain and numbing and, and, and unworthiness, like, and I can look back on it with love and appreciation. Like, so I promise you what you're walking through is shaping you in a masterfully loving way. It's just your ego is perceiving it as pain. In Even if it doesn't feel like it, right? Because I, I've gone deep into this myself. You know, the feelings universally are held in the mind, but emotion is from the body, like energy uh -huh. and motion. It's stored in the body. So when I think about the way that you help people overcome, and I think it's even more amazing that you call yourself an overcomer, <laughs> you yeah. help people overcome this. It's really, it's a confusion, man. You know, the difference between emotion and feeling. Can mm. you lay that on top of conscious neuroplastic med mediation? Like the difference oh, between it's a feeling and an yeah. emotion and, and lay that, lay that net for us so we can understand like what this actually is. Cause it's fascinating. I've never really come, come across this definition. Yeah. Yeah. And this is huge. And this is why I'm so excited for, you know, guys like you and shows like this and, and movements like this and conversations like this, because, um, the paradigm is shifting. It really is. So, so many of us were under the illusion that, you know, our thoughts create our emotional state, right? I had an angry thought, therefore I'm feeling angry. Yeah. I should change my thoughts so I can change my feelings. And so that's really not the case. So a lot of us, when we're living at lower levels of consciousness, we're stuck in feel, think pattern. So the feeling actually comes first. The feeling comes first in the brain. At that point, it's just a sock puppet creating a scapegoat to legitimize the feeling. So let's just say you're, you learned how to worry from your parents. At a young age, you learned it. You learned how to feel it. You learned the physiology. You learned the body language. You learned the breathing patterns. Your body learned the hormonal response to it. Boom, you learned how to worry. Now, just like you were saying, and just like driving a car, shooting a basketball, whatever, you practice something enough, the body gets better at it than the mind does, right? Locks yeah, it yeah. in. So yeah. a lot of people, dude, they wake up and they worry. They wake up and they feel worry simply because they're good at it. But because the mind and the body are homies, the mind comes in and goes, okay, if we're feeling worry, I better find something to worry about. Money, uh, uh, toilet paper, uh, the coronavirus, uh, you know, uh, man, what does my neighbor think about me in, in, in the car I'm driving, right? Like, How do I look in these shoes? Dude, exactly. <laughs> does this outfit make all you look all right? The dialogue is a fucking lie. The dialogue is a justification of a feeling you memorized 20, 30, 40 years ago. It is useless. It is useless. So, so many of us, we have these feelings locked in our body. And here's the test, folks. When you experience a negative feeling that you did not consent to, it emerges here, right? From the neck down. Yeah. It doesn't happen in your brain where the neurological patterns and sequences are firing and wiring. It emerges from your body where your subconscious lives. So, you know, for me, it used to be, you know, for me, it used to be asking for what I truly wanted, right? There's a, there's a prospect I know I can serve. I want to work with you. It's going to cost $5,000. Not always, didn't always go like that. It used sure. to be like, oh, well, uh, maybe we could get on a payment plan. Like whatever, dude. Like why? Because a feeling would emerge from my subconscious. I would feel it in my chest. The feeling would create the corresponding thought process. And then the feelings create the thoughts. The thoughts reinforce the feelings. The feelings get deeper. The thoughts get more enforcing. And I would find myself in this anxious place that didn't serve me. And so for me, I'm like, man, I'm an anxious person. I'm an anxious person. No. My body was really good at creating the experience of worry and anxiety and unworthiness. And then my brain is like, oh, I know this song. I'll dance to it, right? Like that's all it was. But until I elevated consciousness, I was under the illusion that that was real. I was under the illusion that those were rules I had to play by. And I was like, this sucks. These rules suck. And then, you know, waking up to the fact that all of it's optional, all of it's an illusion, none of it's real. I'm like, oh, it's – 
it's kind of like uh, – and this this isn't mine. This is Kyle Cease, the author of uh, The Illusion of Money, a beautiful sure, book. But sure. he's like the internal dramas we experience and the limits we experience. He's like – it's like drawing a picture of a monster, hanging it up on the fridge and then walking by and seeing it and letting it scare the shit out of you. It's like, dude, <laughs> it's only a picture and you created it, yes. right? Like, Man, you know what I was thinking too is – it's interesting that I said I'm, I was thinking – because I want to play devil's advocate for you. You know, in, in my process and in my studies, I've created this BTFA loop, belief, thought, feeling, action. Uh, from everything that I've learned and even in my own life. Can you say that again? Belief, thought, feeling, action. So there's some kind of subconscious memory bank where all these files are stored, right? And we yeah. go through life holding onto our file cabinet with all of our papers in it. And so whenever we approach a new situation, I, I feel like there's a hologram where we go through all the files first and then we allow ourselves to feel and think and act. So I noticed what was fascinating when you described this was you said, we'll feel it right here if it's something that's not ours, if it's some kind of uh, feeling, right? But where do thoughts and feelings come into this equation? Like yeah. what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the thought and the feeling yeah, yeah. come at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the, and yeah, and just to clarify, the feeling for all all intents and purposes at that point in time, it is ours, right? Like we're, if, if we believe it's ours, we, you know, our thoughts yes. construct a reality, yeah. it is ours. Right. And so, and so the, the feeling, the feeling comes from, well, first let's address the positive spectrum of feelings. We come into this world and like, we already know how to feel joy. We already know, we already come equipped to experience unconditional love, um, yeah. compassion, connection, but notice how we have to learn shame. We have to learn guilt. We have to learn anxiety, right? We have to learn these things. And I'm not talking about the survival base. Like there's a bear over there. I better get ready to uh, either hide or fight this thing. Like that's a whole nother. Yes. That's a parasympathetic nervous system thing. That's fine. That's cool. But like this deep seated fear of the future and not being worthy enough to receive a future that is aligned with our good. That is is learned. Right. And so, so to the good feelings come from earth, God, the universe, they come from our divine connection to this, this, this interweaving tapestry, this universal intelligence. Uh, and a lot of negative feelings are learned. Mm -hmm. They are learned. They're given to us. Um, we inherit them, but like, we don't consent to them. It's not like, we're like, I want that and that like, Oh, bring on the shame and unworthiness. Right. It's like, Nope. You learn it. So right? then what, where does that generate from though? I mean, what's the ethos of that feeling that doesn't serve? So it's some, it, if you strip it down to its rawest component, yeah. it's, Hey, this is the group you belong to. And this feeling helps you adhere to the rules. Let's pause right there. Cause that's it. Like you just hit the nail on the head. That, that's, 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 the, that's the subconscious file that we have yes. that's stored in there that says, I'm part of this group. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. I'm a carnivore. Yeah. I'm a whatever fill in the blank. Like yeah. shit, man, none of that stuff really matters unless we're feeling the feelings that are really sentiently yeah. ours. You know, the ones that we came here to experience. And I think this is what fascinates me about this work is like, is it really conscious neuroplasticity or is it unconscious neuroplasticity? Like, do we consciously do this? Or is it something where when we're leading our life on purpose, it unconsciously unravels itself? You, you mean on a positive track? Yeah. It's both, man. It's both because what we were talking about earlier, right? If you do something consciously long enough, your body learns it better than your brain, right? Yes, so you yes. drive a car, right? You think the first time you're driving your car, you're like, oh my God, you're overthinking everything. Or riding hands out fast. Yeah, or dancing. Yeah, yeah, I right? took dance lessons yeah. in Kauai. I was like, I was like a robot. Yeah, you got it, dude. It's all in the hips, baby. It's you got to just hits. relax. Yeah, yeah, the Merry Monarch Festival. We got to get you. We got to get you rocking on the Big Island, man. Um, but, but so something done consciously enough will become unconscious. Yeah. So the beautiful state is, yes, you can unconsciously live consciously. You can. You can – so right now for most people and myself included, I'm not, I'm not just walking around in this bliss bubble 24-7. When, when, um, when my GPS is letting me know I'm off track, like I need to purposefully and consciously bring myself back mm -hmm. to my breath, right? I got to come back. I got to come back. But when I know for a fact because I just – there's people in my network and I have coaches and mentors that are, are there. Um, they have lived consciously – 
apart from the ego of the illusion so much and so consistently that it no longer requires effort. And that's a beautiful place to be. So dude, so if anybody here has ever experienced flow state, so I remember there's like three times in my life, um, you know, twice in athletics and, and once in, in, um, once in uh, in a creation, right, where I was creating a course and it just like, I just kind of like blacked out and the course was created. I was like, whoa, oh, right? That's but like, a serious flow state right dude, there. Yeah, yeah. But like this flow state where, and I remember on the football field, man, like just, I was like, I am the, I'm the dude with the ball. I already know where he's going to be. I already know what he's thinking. Bam, I'm there, right? And like these games with like 18, 20 tackles and, and, and like, this is all D3 football. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm the coolest dude ever, but like, it was just like this this unexplainable state, but I just, the one commonality all these states share is I wasn't thinking I was knowing, right? Like, and here's the thing. When we think even, even in the best of our ability, we're accessing all those files stored in the left side of our brain, which is the, the accumulative database of our past. So even on our best day, when we're thinking we're consulting our past self to predict our future. Whereas I challenge you, Josh, and I challenge anyone listening Give yourself credit. You know so much. You know so much. And when you operate from a place of knowing, just the wildest, best shit happens. This this reminds me of Hawkins where he talked about for some people, dude, the greatest space is the space between the head and the heart. And for some people, it's 12 inches. For some people, it's 10 or eight, but it can feel like four miles because the awareness to combine the head and the heart is really what you're talking about where we're not just living yeah. from the neck up, but dude, our entire society is built on living from the neck up, you know, constant yeah. comparison, constant consumerism, constant... Um, unconscious living. And that's why I think we're at this place right now where even though it's real uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable for me, it's uncomfortable for a lot, but there's in the background, I feel like there's like this celebration. People are going to call me crazy. <laughs> People are going to no, call me no, crazy. You're, you're 100% right. I feel dude. like there's this celebration that's happening at the same fucking time. It's like a snow day, dude. Yes. It's like a snow day. <laughs> so we're all on perpetual snow day and we're being faced yeah. to see what is our truth? Like what's really going on here? What's going on with you and me and us and all these things. And I'm excited and I'm also curious, you know, because I don't want to get in the doldrums. I don't want to get in these loops. Um, One thing that you talk about is the spiritual quotient, like how most, like 99% of problems, I think you said, are due to a lack of spirituality. Like spirituality is the solution to 99% of the problems. I couldn't agree more, but I'm curious how you came up with that. Like that ain't from just one ayahuasca journey. No, no, man. That's years of study and this relationship again with, I just, I've been calling it the weaver, right? Like this tapestry that is just, you know, whether you zoom in or zoom out, every thread is intricately placed and interwoven with all the threads around it. And even threads that it has yet to be interwoven with, but it will like everything is on purpose. And I can't, uh, just, there's certain things I can't unsee at this point. Right. Like, um, and so I'm thinking about, I want to word this obviously super intentionally because I don't want people thinking like, oh, spirituality is the issue. Just go meditate and your problems will go away. Yeah. As long as we wear these necklaces, Julian, (laughs) we're okay. All right. Bulletproof. I got some serious geodes right here. Yeah, baby. No, but I do, I do believe that, that there are certain beliefs that I hold and that these stones can help, but, but there's a lot of tools that go with what you're saying, but it's not the things we wear. It's something else. No, no, no. It is. Back to that knowing, it is that knowing. So I'll give you an example um, where I would say about a year ago, um, I had done a lot of work on my business, on a new offer on my market. I, I hired some marketers, poured a bunch into ad spends, hours and hours into creating assets and, and, and all this stuff, you know, and I may as well just flush it down the toilet, right? Because it just didn't work. Mm. It just didn't work. And so when I say that there's a spiritual solution to that problem, there's two ways to approach it. There's the ego and the ego is the accumulation of what it's attached to. So, Oh, I have a problem because I just lost money and I'm attached to, um, I'm attached to the vitality of my business. And that was a bad investment. Well, there's a problem too. I just became less worthy because two things that I'm attached to, two things that my value is attached to were just, uh, diminished. So, 
if I'm living through my ego, I was just devalued. I'm less than. Well, that's a big fucking problem. That's not fun. I'm less than now. Okay. Um, so spiritually, going inward and understanding that everything is one. I'm not getting singled out because life is bullying me. I'm not, I'm not the things I'm attached to. Now, did remembering that truth hit reverse on the time button and, and, and recoup my investments and, and, and bring all these clients out of nowhere? No, that's not what I'm saying. But with that, getting out of the state of, oh my God, I just made a bad move. Oh my God, these things that I attach, my worthiness have just been devalued. Therefore, I'm devalued. Am I less than? Well, how am I going to go overcompensate? What should I do based out of fear and scarcity? Breathing and understanding that that wasn't an accident, understanding that what happened had to happen based on my deep intention, because my deep intention is make me an instrument of service and, and, and fulfill my needs. I'm not totally selfless. Yeah. My intention with God, with the divine is make me a, a, a powerful instrument of change and take care of me. Like I want to be taken care of too. And so when I zoom out looking at what happened, okay, Going back to that relationship with God or the universe, or you know, I don't know if you have a go-to whatever you call it. I, I like just, to call. It I God. just think it's intelligence, um, man. It's what we talk about on yeah. Wellness Force, right? It's a it's a greater yeah. intelligence, intelligence of which we are just yeah. honoring the mystery of. Yes, yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, intelligence. Like, it, I'm giving it back to you. Like, I, like the ego had its little hissy fit. Like, I'm giving it back to you. Let's see where this goes, right? And really what that did was it got me out of the trying to force some of this like paid traffic game and go back into the organic game going back into the organic game where i was i was the one creating the conversations i was the one getting in trenches with prospects mm-hmm. led me to this guy who is now my business partner who you know the things we've been doing, like the money I was trying to make back then is chump change considered compared to what we're doing now and the lives we're changing now and the scale with which we're changing lives now. So by surrendering to this greater intelligence, right? It was a bad investment, dude. Money ebbs and flows. It's not, you know what I mean? Yes. Beauty happens. So when you're in that point, and this is like the precise laser question, when you're in that point on your verbal knees, emotional knees, and you're down on the ground, What was it about you or what is it about you that allows you to see the different perspective where you can surrender and you can reconnect with the higher intelligence? What is it about you that allows you to have that awareness when you're literally beat down, when you go through a failure? Yeah. Remembering what's true. Right? Like, and for me, that's the easiest thing. Like, it's just remembering what's true. And there's only a finite number of things that are eternally true, right? Like, we have 50 to 70,000 opinions a day. We have 50 to 70,000 perceptions a day. Yet, if we're talking about the things that are beautifully, fundamentally, and eternally true, there's only a few, man. There's only a few. And I talked about one is cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Two is, is really that this universality, this oneness that life supports life. And three, I'm part of this cosmic dance and my internal state influences the cosmic dance, quantum physics. So I'm like, I mean, for me, those like when you boil down what I teach and yes. how I live and the success that I've created for myself and others internally and externally, dude, it's really just where are you distorting those three truths and how can we get you back to them? How can we operate? From them? All right. So right? the truth is clean, <laughs> essentially, because you talked about boiling, right? The metaphor is we're cooking away all the things that don't serve. And let's be real yeah. right now. There's a lot of cooking away from Mother Earth of the things that don't serve. So you can look at the virus as people are getting sick, or you can look at the virus as we've been disrespecting our planet for so long now and ourselves and our soil and everything else that this is the only way that the earth can heal. The only way that the earth can heal is for her, Mother Earth, to cook off the things that aren't serving. So we are essentially the virus. And really, even with the stuff you've shared, the virus might actually just be fear. We got to make some t-shirts, baby. The virus might actually like, be fear. I mean, really, that, that might be this entire yeah. fucking game. What do you guys think that are watching right now? What do, you, what do you guys really think if you check in with that? Like what Julian said and where we are in this dance, this exploration, what's going on right now? To me, that feels pretty true. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers, man. Like there's a reason why you're in business. There's a reason why people are, are thirsty for this. But we just, I think there's a part of our psyche that and our soul that knows that like this fear is just such bullshit. 
you know, that it's not actually real. There's rational fear. Like, yeah, if we're being chased by a tiger for sure. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's healthy. <laughs> but the other side of it, sure. like how do we achieve consistency with this? You know, cause it's yeah. one thing to have flashes of inspiration, but how do you, yeah. how do we get consistent in our awareness of yeah. the fact that this fear actually is not real? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 um, Back to these beautiful truths, right? That never, like, they're eternal, right? Two plus two is going to be four. Doesn't matter if you're underground, on the moon, underwater, right? Eternal. Law is law is law. Universal is universal is universal. So um, one of those universal truths is your personal volition is the only antidote for resistance and fear. Can you say that again? Your personal volition. Yep. The ever-present eternal power to choose this, not that, here, not there, now, not later, Love, not fear. Mm. Action, not stagnation, right? The belly button, right? That is and will always be the remedy, the antidote for resistance and fear. The, it is. Yeah, there, the it, it is not out there. It is in you. Let, just feel into that. I'm almost like feeling uh, like a little guidepost or like a little compass on each one of our chests. That's our personal volition, right? Is that how would you how would you say that in an expansive way? Personal volition. Personal volition, the power, man, it's that internal power as the observer, as the experiencer of the experience mm -hmm. to direct, right? We, we, so here's the thing, right? Like I can ask you, Hey man, what's your favorite food? What picture it on the plate. I'm kind of feeling like some chicken, rice and vegetables right now. I mean, picture it, man. This is right there. Picture it on the plate. It's see right the there. steam coming off. See the color, the juxtaposition it's of the so color good. of the vegetables. It's, and brown. it's my favorite. I'm down. Cool. Right now, what you did there is you, something, an entity within you, because here's the thing. The brain is just electromagnetic stuff bouncing off each other, neurons being activated, but there's something directing the electromagnetic impulses. There's something greater than, yeah. right? The, yeah. the brain is just the, the piece of software. There's something directing, coding, and running the software. That is you, the being, you, the presence, you, the power, right? You chose to envision to utilize the neurons in your brain to activate all the chemical reactions so that you can see the color energy and the texture energy and the steam like to see the, the food right you did that you did that you did that now when you see something on the news and you go oh i better freak out and go get toilet paper and hoard things screw my neighbor's well-being yeah notice how you didn't consciously choose that that happened at you correct mm-hmm your volition is the difference. So this is different than willpower because willpower is subject to our physical vessel, how much sleep we've had, you know, decision fatigue yes. is real. Like we talked about mm -hmm. this with multiple people on the show. Um, one person that comes up for me specifically on this is the work of Charles Duhigg and the habit cycle, but someone even more powerful is Dr. Dan Pardee where he talks about this space between knowing and doing. So people can hear you right now, man. They can be like, oh, Julian's spitting such truth fire. <laughs> like he's so, he's so honest. He's so true. But there's this space between them receiving your information and it actually integrating and embodying in. So in the middle of that, there's some way that you guide people, you know, and I don't know what that is. And we're not gonna be able to cover the whole thing on the podcast, but mm -hmm. can you give us at least a lens on how you take people through the bridge, the gap, the knowing and the doing? Correct, correct, correct. So- let's say there's something that you know that serves you that you're not doing right in that gap is a feeling a negative feeling if there were no negative feelings preceding things that serve us we'd all do things that serve us all the time that is a fact feelings drive us feelings drive us not logic feelings right so i dudes buy motorcycles <laughs> the feelings the sure, feelings sure, drive sure. um plus they're cool but anyway i just feel like they're cool but anyway so if you pay enough attention, the thing that you know serves you, that you're not doing, the gap between knowing it and doing it is a feeling. Now, back to the volition thing. There's feelings we choose. When I choose to hug my wife, I'm, I know what I'm choosing to feel, right? Back to the example where, you know, stating what I wanted someone to do. I wanted to work with a client. I know my value and I know that they need it. In between, and I know that would serve me in them. I knew it. I knew it. But between the realization of what I know and converting that into external action where the other person can experience it, yes, a negative feeling emerged. 
from my body, not my mind, from my body, meaning subconscious, right? And it is completely altering, radically altering your relationship with that feeling. That is what will bridge the gap because most people see the feeling as weakness, right? Or they, they, they feel the feeling and, and they go, that's a marching order. Got it. Right. Yeah. But I dare you to, I dare you to test your ability to feel it. And instead of, instead of having a dialogue about it, instead of, um, instead of resisting it and trying to pretend it's not there, but it's still kind of there. So now you're like aware of it, but you're pretending you're not aware of it. Like instead of all those things, choose it. Huh? I'm anxious. Why am I anxious? Oh, because for a while I believed that my worthiness, um, was attached to something outside me. Okay. Well, I've done enough enough work to know that's not true. Okay. But my body still thinks it's true. Okay. Well, let's, let's let our body feel it for right now. Yeah. Let's just, you know, David Hawkins, that book, letting go, let's choose it, choose the feeling. Like every feeling is every emotion is an energy emotion. Maybe for the first time ever, truly allow yourself to feel shame instead of resisting it, neglecting it, telling a story about it, you know, arguing with it, like just feel it. It's okay. Just allow yourself to feel it, get, get acquainted with it. And here's the thing. Every negative feeling eventually wants to be released so it can transmute into its positive counterpart. We're the ones that trap it, right? We're the ones that trap it. So really, truly feeling it, feeling it, feeling it and acknowledging it. Yes. No stories, no, no, no projecting it into the future, but present moment feeling it. That's what allows you to break free from it. Oh man, this is so powerful because in so many words, what you've described is the permission and the actual awareness of feeling something uh, is what allows people to cross the gap. So it's the life raft. It's like feeling it is actually what allows people to get the life of their dreams by actually feeling it. But I'll say, especially with um, my background and and where I came from, uh, I did not necessarily have access to the kinds of tools or ways of being that allowed me to feel things. And so I think for a lot of people, and I'd love for you to speak on this, for a lot of people, man, we might feel or someone might feel that if they explore a feeling or if they allow a feeling to bubble up, that it'll be there forever, <laughs> that, that they'll get stuck yeah. in the feeling, right? Yeah. Like I can't, yeah. I can't allow myself to explore that ocean because I might get stuck on the bottom of it, right? But that's, yeah. that's also a lie. I'd love for you to, to riff on that. Also a lie. Um, so, A, it's just not true, right? Like that, that is not, you know, of those universal truths, that is not one of them, right? That is us leaving the moment of now to use the past to try to predict the future. Doesn't work. Stop doing that. Stop consulting your fear-based past self to project your future. You don't deserve that. Um, so one, it's just not true. It is just a pattern that we've been thought, we've been taught, no, no, this is how grownups operate. Yeah. Worry about this, yes. right? Um, the second is, is, is like I said, and, and when, I, when I do this with clients, I literally say like envision turning your pillar, your core into a chimney. And for the first time ever opening the flume, I think it's called or flute or whatever the hell is the top of the chimney, right? Like, yeah, yeah, something, something that I don't, yeah, flume or flute, right? And it's like all that negative energy balled up in your body. It just simply hasn't gone acknowledged and felt. It may be, it may be from a stimulus 20 years ago, Mm. but to the unconscious mind, it's always now because I mean, your unconscious mind is right. It is always now. And so what happened, you know, 20 human years ago is still being held in place by the same three pounds of meatloaf between your ears because it's always now to that organism, that thing. So when you truly feel it and you open up that flume and you let it work through your body and, and again, don't resist it. Don't tell a story about it. Cause a lot of us, we want to go, that's guilt. Ah, I'm ashamed of guilt. That's anger. Ah, I feel guilty for anger. It's yeah. like we assign negative value to the negative thing that we're allowing to work through us. No stories. Literally just choose it. Be here now with it. And here's the thing. Suffering comes from the story we tell about the negative emotion, not the negative emotion itself. So there's nothing actually wrong with the anxiety passing through you until you, until you tell yourself a story about the anxiety and what it means and what it's going to be. Yeah. Right. Like, and so even for me, for like grief, when I was grieving my mom, I was like, nothing wrong with this. But the second my ego came in and said, you shouldn't be grieving um, or, you know, how I can't believe this happened to us. How long is this going to go on for? Will we ever be normal again? Like the story is what caused the suffering, but the negative, like the negative feeling working through me, like it was pure and it was good and it was needed. Looking back, can you feel into a time where 
this awareness could have served you the most, <laughs> the most, right? Like the way that you yeah. able to, to navigate that. Yeah, man. Um, when I, when I transitioned from fitness coaching to deep transformational coaching, um, I just thought like I, I had to, a, the comparison was off the charts, you know, and like the imposter syndrome, the comparison was off the charts and the devaluing of my own truth and value. I was just like, this is a new field for me. Therefore, everyone else knows more than me. Therefore, I better just devalue what my heart is saying and glob on to their expertise, the gurus, right? Um, so that was really, really counterintuitive and didn't serve me. The comparison was counter counterproductive, didn't serve me. And, um, and really, again, this, this like, it has to look a certain way. And if it doesn't look that way, I'm doing it wrong, right? Like if I'm not, uh, you know, scaling at a certain pace, I'm doing it quote unquote wrong. Like if I'm not making a certain amount, like I don't have the expertise to speak because I'm doing it quote unquote wrong. And it was all these conditions, right? Like all these learned conditioned conditions. And man, if, if, if I knew what I knew now as I transitioned, you know, into trans deep transformational coaching, like it, it would have been, uh, it would have been a lot more seamless, but at the same time, man, it had to happen that way. I had to do, I had to see it the hard way so that I could create the juxtaposition of how it is now. Um, but yeah, like looking back, like that was a time in my life when I, I really could have used this type of work. Man, I've so enjoyed just a quick look into your mind, into the psyche. Uh, and also really even more importantly into the feeling, the presence and the power of your heart. You know, like, like what, really yeah. what you represent to this world. Like, it's funny. I think when people hear the phrase overcome, there's almost like a hardening to them, you know, and I see people like David Goggins, you know, stay hard. It's like, that's serving to a point, but I love the way that you've taken this word overcome and you've allowed it to actually be like a powerful softening into the truth. Yes. And, and, and yeah. that's a juxtaposition and that's a different viewpoint that I think is going to serve people, not only in your community, but every single person that hears this in the wellness force community, who's been on, with us on Facebook right now. And I have to ask you this question because, um, well, first of all, I get to, cause it's my show and I love asking good questions, <laughs> yeah. but, but the one I want to ask you is that we find ourselves at a really, really, really challenging time. And we also know that we are connected to this higher intelligence. So knowing that within intelligence, there's spiritual, there's emotional and physical, uh, how would you define wellness? You know, if you were to define wellness, what does that actually mean to you to live your life well, to be well, to have well-being? Yeah. So wellness really is not only orchestrating your life in an intentional way that lights you up, but having the resources to do it. So if you don't have the time and energy, so my wife and I, were going to go paddle boarding after this, right? Like, but like if, if we did all this work to live near the water, but like we never crafted the, the, the mental time or the physical energy to go do stuff like that, that's not wellness, right? Like, so it's not just looking a certain way in the mirror or hitting a certain number on your macros. Like it's, can you operate in your life with more flow than force? And do you actually have the resources to enjoy the life you've built, right? The physical resources of energy, vitality, time, and clear clarity, space, whatever you want to call the mental equivalent of that. Right. And so it's, it's having your gluten-free cake and eating it too. <laughs> That's the coolest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> having your gluten-free cake and eating it too. Uh, I knew that would resonate. The-flp.com is your website. Julian Rosen, coach, overcomer, thought leader, but way more than that, man. You're a spiritual brother who I definitely am so grateful for Vanessa to connect us. Yeah, and she's, she's incredible. So shout out to Vanessa Lee yeah. and, and The Seed and, and what she's doing with yeah. healthy organic foods. Yeah. And also like, let's take the power back. Let's do it right now because we say so. You know, it can be that yeah. simple. And then of course the work to fortify that decision comes through people like you. So where can people connect more besides the-flp.com? Yeah. So before I share that, I just want to let your listeners know that like this is they've struck gold with this. This is not the normal, right? Like the amount of energy and effort that you put into this, like just what it takes to get a a like the the this, the, the nightmare that can be scheduling, right? And getting I good know. people 
resonating people, a lot of people on, like you jump through so many hoops and you, and you push forward to get the right message out for your audience. And, and a lot goes into the production and all that. So you guys, he's, he's great. And if you haven't told a friend about this show or left a review or shared it, like, please do. Cause this guy is, uh, he's poured his heart and soul into it. And, you know, sometimes as a consumer of the show, you kind of forget, you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Every week there's going to be something totally. awesome, but there's going to be a uh, gourmet yeah, meal for your ears every week. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So definitely show some love to this guy in terms of sharing the message and liking and reviewing and all that. And then, um, for me, Julian underscore fearless life on Instagram, that's, you know, every single day putting out stuff and, you know, free resources, meditations, morning routines, consultations, uh, trainings and stuff like that. So that is the, I like to interact with people there cause it's easy and you can send videos and be funny and stuff. So Hit me up on the gram. Cool, man. Thank you for dropping all this knowledge today. And if you felt something, yeah, share this podcast, you know, go to Julian's site and share this message with friends because gosh, this is the time. Like we've done all this work, man. And we've anybody yeah. that's done any work on themselves, like this is the time to actually be in the application to do the thing. So from a place of yeah. love, not white knuckling it. Uh, Julian, thanks for coming yeah. on the show, brother. Dude. Thank you so much for having me, man. Love what you're doing. And again, yeah, shout out to Vanessa for connecting us because uh, uh, it's just a super powerful friendship that's just starting up. Cool. We'll go to onelessforce.com forward slash group and we'll talk more about Julian there. And until we do, today, every single day, every single moment, I'm wishing you love and wellness. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.